It's a beautiful Saturday morning. We are extremely delighted to come your way again on the all-new Nasco Moments radio show. Our regular listener will recall that Nasco Moments had in the past discussed the subject matter of eye care. The eye, as we all know, is the most sensitive organ of the body and the window to our soul. It is for this reason that today, on this dry, dusty and cold Saturday morning, we will be considering how we can adequately and properly take care of this important organ of the body. Human eyes are very essential in the daily activities and functioning of everyone. The eye enables you and I to navigate our way around life, to know whether there is danger on our path, and ultimately too, we are able to distinguish colors and appreciate other significant works of creation with the eyes. In the event of damage or a defect to the eye, the consequences are usually very challenging and difficult to bear. A person who suffers from any form of visual impairment soon discovers just how tough it is to make lifestyle adjustments. Nasco Moments therefore believes strongly that efforts should be tailored to raise public awareness and how the eye should be properly cared for and managed so as to forestall any impairment. We have invited to the studio Dr. David Lass, ophthalmologist and medical director, Jordan Eye Hospital, Joss. He is not new to your favorite Nasco Moments radio show, and as usual, he will give you and I insights on how we can properly care for and manage our eyes. I'm Hudun Gang. Stay glued to your radio. We'll be back in no time. Ah ah, Mama Shakara. Eh? This your shabby still is shining, <laughs> and how don't fit? How manage? Ah, my sister. Brightex white detergent, oh! Brightex detergent, not the fake cloth at all, at all. And they wash clothes clean, well, well. It gets power to come out all the nyama nyama stain and dirty, no matter how it be. You not go chop and soap? No, you not the chop and oh. And it good for washing machine too. Eh? Mama Shakara, me too. Now Brightex detergent, I go to use to wash all my clothes now, so that I go to shine, shine and scent, scent and make Shakara like you so. <laughs> Brightex White Detergent, a quality product from NASCO. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. Dr. Lars, welcome to NASCO Moments. Thank you. To begin with, what are the most common eye diseases or infections in Nigeria? Um, it will, to a large extent, depend on where um, you're practicing because um, the terrain geography, the difference in culture and religion can actually affect what you see on a daily basis as it relates to the kind of eye diseases that will stream into your clinic. But for the general ophthalmologists by and large over the country from different researches, the things that come commonly into the clinic are what we call conjunctivitis, mainly the allergic type of conjunctivitis. Then we have um, people who come in with refractive errors. There's uh, people who have difficulties focusing and we need glasses. So people who come requiring glasses at the Sapa, largest group that we see all, of, all over the country reported from studies. Then you have things like cataract, things like glaucoma, um, things like trauma. So for the general ophthalmologist, wherever you are practicing in this country, these are the common things that you will see coming in. Into the clinic, so I would say in that in that order, um, these are the common things that you see as diseases or um, infections. It's interesting what you said that it depends on where you live or probably your really? religion or culture. How do these affect the eye? Yeah, there are a lot of practices that is tied to cultural practices 
practices are also tied to religious practices that can affect um, um, the eyes. Um, then geography, like I said, um, if you come up north, it's dry and dusty. If you go down, um, the um, rainforest is warm and damp. So certain presentations are also related to climatic changes. Um, and so the geography, the topography, and then um, the, the geography can also affect certain presentations, especially the allergic types of conjunctivitis, which is by far the most common that we all see in clinics. Mm. Okay. Um, so what are the... Let us know, you've mentioned a couple. Yes. So what causes each type of uh, all these common eye diseases eye that we see? Yeah. Like I said, the allergic conjunctivitis, the conjunctivitis that I said that is allergic is as a result of a what we call an abnormal reaction to natural things found in environments. That's a simple form of explaining it to the public. Um, just like other people who eat certain kind of food and react to it, or get exposed to certain things in the environment and they develop goose pimples reactions. The same way certain people, um, that's how God has made them, um, will react to common things that are found in the environment in their eyes. Um, and they can present with things like pain, feeling of um, sun in the eye, redness, tearing, um, discharges, blurring of vision. And it occurs recurrently for some people seasonally. For some people recurrently they have that episodic. Um, so it is usually an abnormal reaction to things that are commonly found in the environment. Things like dust, things like smoke, things like the smell of perfumes, household chemicals. Some people will just sniff the scent of bleach and they begin to react. Okay. Fibers from animals, all of that can precipitate allergic reactions. So they are reactions to natural things that are found in the world, abnormal reactions. What about cataracts and glaucoma? Cataracts is commonly the common one to see uh, from aging. Okay. Uh, the lens becomes aged with time and becomes cloudy, uh, impairs vision, and because of that, the person complains of that. So we see the common form of cataracts is that of aging, but it can also result from trauma, from infections, from drugs use of drugs. Okay. Um, then um, things like um, glaucoma. Glaucoma is also in, in more than 90% of it because it's just unknown. Mm. People develop progressive blinding disease. Nerves just die over time um, because um, the pressures in the eye rises. Look, what symptoms should make a person consider seeing the doctor for an eye examination? I would say any visual symptoms that worries you enough to make you begin to think what is wrong with my eye uh, in a simple form mm. that should take you to see a doctor anything that is just out of the ordinary out of the ordinary right. if you wake up and you are seeing shadows you're seeing lights you're having pain something that is not normal for mm. you yeah it's better you get to see the doctor a lot of people are known to imbibe yeast tablets or using eye drops uh, without prescription to take care of any eye challenge so what is the overall impact of uh, uh, this practice yeah, the use of yeast um, in most places, yeast as against other things that people use, is not really too bad because yeast has a lot of um, vitamins that are also good for the eye, especially for the nerves of the eye. Um, it's also protective to certain toxins that come into the eye through either what we ingest or drugs that we take. So in a way, yeast is not bad if people use it, um, but it's better that it's prescribed. But the use of other orthodox and non-orthodox um, alternative, what we call alternative medicine, where it is not prescribed by a doctor, has uh, lots of um, side effects. Most of the time, you are taking drugs for which you do not know uh, what you are taking it for. 
every medication that we take have side effects. Um, and so the consequences are you are taking drugs that likely will not help or you are taking drugs that potentially will, will add more to the problem that the person has. So all of that, complications of the drug, um, misuse of drugs, um, resistance to drugs when you finally need those drugs and your system has become so used to it, um, all of that can breed a lot of um, problems ultimately for the patient. Mm. If you have, uh, if you experience repeated twitching in the eye, should you be worried? Yes. Um, the eyes is not meant to repeatedly twitch, um, except something has precipitated that twitching. Um, we naturally would blink to, unconsciously, is a reflex. We unconsciously blink repeatedly to spread tears and keep the eye calm and also shut the eye and rest it. Um, but when it becomes persistently um, a twitching that is persistently for a period of time, then it becomes a problem. Usually it's a problem, it's a sign of a problem. So if your eyes are repeatedly twitching, you need to see a doctor. All right. Uh, uh, thank you very much. You are listening to the NASCO Moments radio talk show. It's been an interesting first segment. And that's to say, we will be right back. Nasco Cube Sugar is pleasantly sweet and can be used in tea, coffee, pap, and a variety of cereals and beverages. Nasco Cube Sugar can be taken at any time of the day. And what's more, each cube delivers a sweet taste and experience. Really? Nasco Cube Sugar is fortified with vitamin A and dissolves fast. Nasco Cube. Mmm. Nasco Cube Sugar. Sugar. For that sweet taste. Nasco Cube. NASCO Cube Sugar, another quality product from NASCO. Welcome back. This is the NASCO Moment Show, and we've been discussing how we can properly care for our eyes. Our guest is Dr. David Lass, ophthalmologist and medical director, Jordan Eye Hospital, Joss. Since we're in the Hamatan period right mm. now, and the weather is very dry and dusty, what impact does this have on the health of the eyes, and what is the remedy? Yeah, um, the, like you had rightly said, the Hamatan is dusty, it's also dry. Um, so these are two things that the Hamatan does to the eye. One, it, it brings in dust into the eye and brings in dirt. Um, the Hamatan period is also windy, so apart from the dust that it carries, the potentials are, can also at a particular point move things from the ground, move things from wherever they are into the eye. So the risk of um, dust into the eye, the risk of foreign bodies, other grass, other things getting into the eye is there with the hamatan. The second part is the hamatan is also known to be very, very dry, desiccating. So anything that is wet becomes drier quickly. So there's a component of eye disease that we call dry eye syndrome. The hamatan either makes it come up or worsens an existing dry eye syndrome. Um, and so these are some of the risks that the hamatan brings. Um, the hamatan also comes with cold, certain viruses. Uh, thrive very well in cold environments. So when it comes in an environment where we are so used to the heat, um, the risk for infections that thrive in very, very cold weather can, can um, also become, so in epidemics or uh, at individual level, we also have that. So these are some of the problems that the hematan brings. It dries the eye, risk for foreign bodies, risk for infections, because sometimes it also blows bacteria, deaths, into the eyes so, so what is the remedy the remedy is one um, 
try as much as possible to use protective glasses um, during your matern. Um, if you have situations that um, you are prone to dryness of the eye, then certainly you need to see your doctors, um, get your lubricants to help lubricate the eye. Uh, thirdly, um, blink a lot. I would say blink a lot because when you blink, you spread tears, you wash up the eye constantly and then try to avoid where it's windy as much as possible. Okay, usually sometimes, like you've said, things get into your eye. How do you, how, what's the best way to remove a speck from your eye? There are different traditional ways of trying to remove things from the eye, uh, non-orthodox, which are not as harmful if tried. One is to part the eyelid and directly blow and see whether with the jet of air um, you could remove a speck um, that's possible. Sometimes you could jet in clean water into the eye um, and see whether it comes out. Beyond that, um, never use any instrument to try to pick anything that you are even seeing because with the picking you can also introduce infection, you can introduce trauma that can lead to... So never use, never use any kind of instrument to remove. Try with the blowing. If it doesn't, try to jet clean water. If it doesn't, then go and see your doctor because um, it has to be removed properly. Alright, in industrial and manufacturing settings, some chemicals or related substances may accidentally splash into a worker's eye. So what would be the appropriate remedial steps to handle such a situation? Yes, that's why um, most of the time we, we, we as part of um, requirements in established societies, uh, people are trained um, on occupational hazards and what to do with the first aids to be done. And what needs to be done um, in our setting sadly we do not have that um, usually people get exposed to most commonly chemicals uh, chemicals and so they end up with what we call chemical bonds um, and um, sometimes it's physical you can have um, metal from the panel bitter striking the eye and penetrating the eye but most of the time it's chemical so i'll speak about chemical uh, first aid for chemical um, the first and most important thing is to find water and pour water into that eye. Part the eye, I'm not saying onto the eyelid, into the globe and pour water as much as can be poured. Clean water. Clean water. But water, if, even if there's no clean water, get water mm -hmm. and just pour it. Okay. If there's clean water, get a bowl of water, open the eye, pat it into it and keep it in there. If there are particulate matters, try to use cotton board or something light to remove them um, while you are washing. Um, and once that is done, the defense systems close their eye um, with a clean towel and just go to the hospital as quickly as possible. The doctors will know what to do once you come in. Mm -hmm. yes. That's the first line of action. All right, um, we live in the reality of blinding sun rays uh, in these parts. Sometimes the bright sun hurts or causes discomfort to the eyes, making many to resort to sunshades and you even mentioned that uh, to help during the hamatan when the wind is blowing so how safe and healthy and effective is this practice it's quite it's quite safe it's quite effective a lot of the sunglasses that we have now by international requirements also incorporate filters so they filter ultraviolet rays and some other rays that could be quite harmful so a lot of the glasses that we buy by international requirements also have filters incorporated in them and so apart from reducing the sunlight that comes into the eye to cause strain and glare they also helps calm the eye and suit the eye and also reduce the amount of air that blows into the eye and dries the surface of the eye which can result in so many um, many many signs and symptoms and problems for the patient so it's a very very safe practice um, if you find that you are 
comfortable with the glasses. Yes, use them. Plain, without any correction in them. Mm -hmm. any, anytime there is a correction in them, then you need to see the doctor who will find what is appropriate. But plain, sunshades, they are quite good. Okay, so they're very helpful. They're very helpful. Right. That's interesting to know. This is the Nasco Moments radio talk show and the do's and don'ts of eye care management. Um, is what we're focusing on the program today. Stay with us. Our guest will be back here to tell us some more. Now fortified with essential vitamins and minerals. NASCO Conflicts, nourishing goodness anytime. Welcome back to the NASCO Moments Radio Talk Show. Our guest today has been Dr. David Lass, ophthalmologist and medical director, Jordan Eye Hospital, Joss. And he has been educating us, like we said, on proper eye care. Uh, doctor, is there a connection between what we eat and the health of our eyes? Certainly there is. There is a lot of things we take in can help maintain our eyesight, might help in treating some of the things that we are undergoing or can become a problem to the eye. So we are certainly, just like every organ of the body, what we take in, either in forms of food, drugs, can affect the eye for good or for bad. So yes, there is a connection between what we eat and um, especially food and um, the health of our eyes. So what would you recommend we keep away from or what should we eat? Okay, uh, it's come to mind things like alcohol, things like um, cigarette smoking. All of them have a um, lot of direct effect on the eye. Drugs that you do not, it's not prescribed by a doctor can have complications that will also affect the eye. So if you must take any medication, get to the doctor because there are certain diseases that we would not allow you to take certain drugs because they could also have complications in the eye. Okay, so Things to eat, um, anything that is naturally red, so carrots or yellow, red or yellow, ripe mangoes, pawpaw. Um, corn? Yellow corn, okay. yes, yellow corn. Palm oil, and then anything that is naturally deep green. Mm, so interesting. Vegetables, All right. very, very good for you. I remember something that we used to hear in secondary school, that sustained consumption of cassava flour, probably known as gari, uh, slowly damages the functionality of our eyes now. I would like to know if that is true. There's a, there's a truth in it, um, but there's also a caveat to that because um, if the gari is not well processed, um, the, gari, the cassava itself has an acid that we call in simple form cyanide cyanic acid. Um, cyanide is known to destroy the nerves of the eye, taking air in certain amounts. There's, there's an amount prescribed by WHO over which it becomes toxic to the eye. Now when Gary is proper, cassava has that cyanide. Um, so cassava that is not properly processed to remove or reduce the quantity of the cyanide can actually progressively over time cause damage to the eye. So yes, there's a truth in it. If cassava is well fermented, 
If cassava is um, fried with palm oil, this uh, um, process is, the, is known to either reduce or totally eradicate the cyanic content um, in gari. So gari, there is no well processed, especially in these days where um, the demand for it and the rush for it has made people resort to quicker way of processing as against the usual method where it is fermented over two days to three days and that fermentation reduces the cyanide or totally eliminates it. These days we are getting garries that are churned out of the production line so quickly that fermentation is not done well. And so there is that potential for it. So what do we do then? What would you advise? That's the problem now, is getting to find your gari from the right source, mm. and which is quite difficult in the open market. How do you get to know gari that has been fermented properly? As against the gari that has, has been fast-tracked through the production line with high cyanic content. And it's very difficult to do any testing on a dry gari to know the amount of cyanide. So it's to find the source. If it's possible, get to the source, know how it's been processed. If it is not fermented, then it is safer to take the gari that has been fried with palm oil okay. because palm oil is known to also disrupt the cyanide and reduce the cyanide content as against the white gari. Right, what, would, what would be your advice to those who are advanced in age uh, who are experiencing challenges with the functioning of their eyes uh, as a result? Yes, aging is, is quite challenging to the eye, just like um, it's quite challenging to every other organ of the body. The eye also undergoes a lot of changes. The cataract that I spoke earlier on is also part of aging. Glaucoma is also associated with aging. Um, and there are also refractive errors that are also associated with aging. So with aging, the need for you to see a specialist who will look after you um, and alleviate your problems and also forestall what could also be blinding for you is quite, quite good. So I would advise that people who are aging should come for routine check annual eye exams let the doctor decide how often he wants to see you let the doctor tells you tell you about the risk that you have for for vision and also see how we can alleviate that or forestall that from coming all right can you educate uh, the person listening about regular reading from the computer and smartphones and other electronic devices does that have a negative impact on the eyes yes in a way, yes. Studies, several studies have shown that yes, um, a lot of near work on, on, on these electronic devices can lead to eye strain. They have temporary, not permanent damage um, consequences on the eye. They do not cause any permanent blindness or weakness to the eye. But on a short time, yes, you could have what we call digital eye strain syndrome. Um, and that comes with repeated and a lot of use of these digital devices. You end up with soreness, pain, discomfort, tearing, redness, and things like that. Um, and, and, and it's a documented fact that yes, people who do a lot of near work on this electronic device of more than four hours a day would definitely have the syndromes, uh, what we call digital eye straining. You end up with eye straining at the end of the day, um, like I've described. But it's something that can be treated. It's something that's Treatment is dependent on the patient himself. There's what we call the 20-20-20 steps to avoiding digital eye strain. Yeah. And all he's saying is that after work on any of the devices for about 20 minutes, you pause. You look at something that is about 20 inch away from you and you close the eye while looking at it for about 20 seconds. Then you resume your work. So if you keep doing that, then you reduce the strain on the eye and at the end of the day, 
do not come back with what we call digital hygiene. So it's the, the person needs to know that it's something that you consciously have to stop in between and pause and relax and um, allow the eye to rest. Um, apart from that also, there's also a second thing that um, the near work with digital devices can do is because you are so concentrated on it, you don't blink naturally. So you leave the eye exposed. So you end up with what we call, patient people end up with what we call dry eye syndrome very burning sensation, very cracky feeling, feeling of um, as if there's hair in the eye, sun in the eye. And that can, can over time cause more damage to the surface of the eye. And so people, also that is to pause, blink, close the eye, shut the eye a little while, go back to it again. Alright, that's interesting. Um, I'm sure people are taking <laughs> notes there. So we have to wrap up at this point. Anything more you think uh, people ought to know about eye care management? I would say, um, just like you, you manage your finances, just like you manage other issues of life, um, the health of your eyes is your primary responsibility, and people should take responsibility upon their eyes. Mm-hmm. I would advise that if, even if you do not have a problem, go see the doctor. Let him tell you you don't. If you do, then follow all the tips, follow all the regulations and guidance that the doctor will give you. Mm. It's possible to have good eyesight um, if we are careful with the way we manage it. We're indeed grateful to you, Dr. David Lass, uh, for being here on the program. He's an ophthalmologist and medical director of Jordan Eye Hospital, JOS. Uh, These insights on the Nazca Moment Show this morning certainly would have assisted the person listening to be more conscious about the well-being of his or her eyes. Uh, Thanks for listening to the show today. Follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash group or follow us on Twitter our handle is at NASCO Group. You can send us any feedback on the NASCO Moments radio show to the email marketing at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. And now to the moment where you get to win something. The trivia question for this week is, mention three eye diseases common in Nigeria. And send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777 and include your name and location. Last week's question was, when was the Federal Road Safety Corps established? Well, the answer is February 1988. And we'd like to congratulate our two winners, Idris Yahaya Adams from Nasaragwam and Placida Anong from Jebu Basa. You've won yourself something very special from NASCO. Thank you for participating. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO and it was created by Unimark Limited Marketing Communications Consultants, Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department, Producer Harun Audu, Research and Content Development, Tolu Bakari, Ignatius Usa, and Harun Audu, Production Coordinators, Solomon Audu and Tolu Bakari. I'm Harun Yan. Stay out of trouble and join us again next week.